Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Everybody and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z. We are excited today to talk about the song everyone's been talking about. James. <laughs> <laughs> James is interestingly the first track off the second side of Billy's fourth studio vinyl album, Turnstiles, or the fifth track on the CD. We'll t- talk about that later. But James, once again, was interestingly released as the second single off of the album in July of 1976 and reached number 77 on the Australian charts, but uh, did nothing here, which is why <clears throat> Dave just guys never heard of it. Well, you know, let's moving on. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the rankings and Christopher Bonanos. Boy, do we have a difference here today. Alon, out of 121 songs, where does Christopher Bonanos put the classic song which appears on no other albums, <laughs> James. Well, I think this is a really good song, and I feel like Bananos will like it too. I'm going to say 26. Interesting. Wow, you're like way off. I mean, you're 36. You were in the sixes there, but uh, wow. I'm, that's pretty close. Yeah, I was uh, not surprised about this. Here's what I'm surprised about. Do you want to take a guess at what our uh, Newsday person, Glenn Gamboa, puts it at? All right. So obviously it's polar opposite. Polar opposite. Stay in the sixes. Stay in the sixes. Okay. 96? 106. 106. 106. That's a big difference. What is it? 90 points or 60 points? That's 70 different. 70 points difference. All right. So here's what they say, because it is quite interesting. Christopher Bonanno said, admittedly a little watery, but in the end, it's a small personal song about a mysterious broken friendship. Wonder who it was. We'll get to that later. Glenn Gamboa says there's a nice bit of musical showboating in the pretty piano melody Joel delivers as he addresses a childhood friend who took the well-traveled path rather than chasing his dreams the way Joel did, but yet 106. So I don't know why that comment would say 106. The fans are ranking it at 57, probably where it exactly belongs for you and me. Well, I I would put it higher than 57. I'm more in the um, Bananos camp on this song. Well, Alon, yesterday we tried a little experiment where I uh, I said, I don't think I've ever heard of this song in my life. I mean, I've heard about it. I remember that James and I always said to myself, that's a stupid name for a song. Like <laughs> like I always thought Jeremy was a stupid name for a Pearl Jam song. And anything with a J, I hate, I hate the word James. I hate Jimmy. Any song named after a man is just not going to do well. See, exactly. Well, actually, I named a song after Dan Natterman once, so I guess bad on me. I'm ki- not kidding either. I probably have it you, recorded. You so. wrote a song for Dan? Yeah, it's called Natterman's Down. And uh, <laughs> and it was all about Caroline Hirsch. It was, she was a lady rich, thin and pretty. Wait, what was Oh, damn it. I can't remember something like that. It was all about 
Natterman signing a contract with Caroline's and I was very upset with him. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I felt bad for him. That's all. Now everything's under the bridge. And when I'm talking about under the bridge, I mean under the bridge album. It's all on the album that I wrote called The Bridge. Uh, no, oh, I think so, under the bridge, it's part. It's like a hidden part of the song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, good look. If you us. play it backwards, you hear Natterman's down. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a classic song that it was done. But yes, James is a stupid name for a song. So I'm always like, that's a stupid song. Now, there's no way I couldn't have heard the song before. But yesterday when we tried the reaction video, Ilan and I, which is not good for us because we can't he can't. It's not good for him to see my reaction before we do the song. Right. Are we in agreement on that? It just Well, we couldn't talk about it, but I could still tell from your facial expression whether you would hate it or like it. And I could tell that you did put it into the like camp. Yeah, but that's no fun. I should reveal it on this show to you. Yeah, but I still liked it. It was still because you always talk about how oh, I don't remember the song. And then once in a while, you're like, that was awesome. Well, maybe. And so I was hoping you'd have that kind of reaction here. <laughs> well, I actually did. You saw my reaction and it was I was like, wow, this is good. But I feel like I was like not I get I feel like I was faking it for the camera, even though like, but I really liked it. And it's what's really weird is that Julian Villard, our good Billy Joel friend, uh, was on my comedy seller football show that I have um, here on YouTube every Tuesday night uh, during this time. And, you know, who knows who listens to what, when, and he said, Oh, you just like this melody. Cause it sounds like James. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell he was talking about. You're like, play along, Dave, play along. But you know, uh, we were talking, I mean, I mean, how funny is it, Alon? We were what I played you my favorite part of it's still rock and roll to me. Which was what those little poundy keyboard, that little organ, that little moment. organ sound. So when this came on, I'm like, "What is he doing this as a joke? Is this because I just said this is my favorite kind of musical instrument, kind of like the uh, toy piano, <laughs> you know, keys?" Yeah, like what is it? It sounds like a xylophone almost. It's like I don't, you know, it's bells, an, it's an electric keyboard sound that. You know, when 1984 came out with Eddie Van Halen, you know, and he invented that sound for jump. And, you know, it's like that. It's like I think somebody invented this sound. Certainly, it. I don't think it existed in Amadeus times, but it is a combination of one would say maybe a toy piano and a harpsichord, which make which makes it interesting in the sense that he says it is a Bach piece. Yeah, yeah. right. It's very it's like Baroque. Right, right, That's right. what they say. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, so interesting that he would use this particular sound. Obviously, he found the sound and was toying with it, I guess, and came up. And so, all right, so bottom line is I really enjoyed the song. The only part of the song I, I, I don't want to say hate, but I hate, well, first of all, I hate the song where you get released. That just makes me laugh every time, so I got a problem with that. But that's as a comedian. I never think of it in that way. And a person that's a child. Say you got wood or anything like that, you know. I'm just I'm gonna laugh. Um, do you know I got fired from a job once, and I have the recorded message somewhere because every time the woman who was giving us our training, it was at White and Case, the uh, law firm, very prestigious law firm. This woman was giving us our training, and she said, "We also have offices in Bangkok." And I was like, <laughs> and I got fired. And they and the temp woman who this was in the '80s. She goes, listen, they don't they don't want you to come back. Some something about Bangkok or I, I don't know what I don't know what happened. And like it's just something like <laughs> uh oh. 
So I don't like that, but I also don't like the part that it goes to. It doesn't finish. You know, he's like, James, do you like your life? Can you find release? And then it's like it just, it doesn't, the, the lyric, it, I, there needs to be another lyric there. Can you yeah, find release it, now? It sort of just fades yes. off into this instrumental. It's just, that's the thing though. It's like a, it's a peaceful kind of song. It's wistful and soft. And then it just ends. There's only something wrong with that part. I mean, that it, it's, it ruins the song almost for me. Can you find release? It should be like, can you find release now? Like it's, it, it, it stops too short for me. And it but it goes, can you find release? And then like, will you ever write your masterpiece or something I'm, like that? I know, so there's but another I, line. I, yes, but there's something wrong with the way that one line ends abruptly. I know it goes into another thing, but there's something different about the, uh, what, what do you call it? The, when you're rhyming uh, the, the, the pentatomics or the, the iambic pentameter about it or something. Yeah, one of those things. Okay, so you wanted maybe like another syllable in there. Exactly. There's something missing that makes it too abrupt and doesn't work for me, let alone. You know, so then that's why I'm thinking like, can you find release? And then I'm just thinking of the word release and I'm stuck there to think about it because it just, <laughs> it, it, you know, is also just because it lays there. like a locks. It lays like a locks. Perfect. Alon. Perfect. Yeah. So but I like that in that line. Actually, I like the way it kind of is very short and abrupt. Uh, I don't know. So what you don't like about that line now that I'm thinking about it, that's something that I do enjoy about the song. I just thought it was an odd word. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Can you find release? I, that's a, that's a strange thing to write. I yeah. don't like the I line guess it means all. like, are you so uptight or whatever in your life of, you know, working family, whatever, like, do you have any outlet to enjoy yourself? I think it's an odd line for a song, let alone if you're talking about a song about a boy, I think the whole thing is freaking me out. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I like songs like this about like lost friends from childhood. Like there's a song by the Kings called, do you remember Walter? That's the same kind of thing where it's just like thinking back to a friend you had in childhood that you haven't seen in so long. What are they doing nowadays? Would they remember me even? And this is kind of like that kind of thing. And I think as comics, we can relate to the subject of this song because we know people who have been in comedy who then had to just stop and they got a regular job and they got a family. And you always just wonder, like, are they happy with that or do they wish they had pursued their Alon, dreams? Besides farther? the family, I know you're talking about me and I really don't appreciate um, <laughs> No, you're the guy who stuck with comedy for who should have gone to a regular job and stayed <laughs> in comedy. So right. <laughs> well, I agree. There is something I had a childhood friend named Stephen Borden, and I always want as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, <laughs> now that I think about it, uh, I had a friend named Stephen Borden, who I loved hanging out when I was a kid and they moved away and he had a brother named Craig. And it turns out about, I don't know, a couple of years ago, Sarah Silver was working on a movie set out in Arizona and Stephen Borden's brother was working on the movie and he goes, oh, actually, originally, I guess they were talking. I guess he was just a film hand. And he goes, I'm originally I'm from Edison, New Jersey. And she goes, oh, my best friend is from there. Dave Juskow. And he goes, that was my next door neighbor. <laughs> and, she's, and, you know, and, so, and she calls me. And then I said, uh, uh, make sure you call him uh, to, to say that people still call you Boomer. And so um, and I think because he used to make in his pants, you know, <laughs> So she goes, do they still call you? <laughs> Do they still call you Boomer? And he goes, how the hell did you know that? Because he couldn't even imagine that I would remember that. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about 50 years ago. Yeah, he's had 50 years of therapy to block that out of his mind. And he, when he left, he was three. 
or four. (laughs) So he's like, how could he possibly know that? It's like in Rain Man where he's like, Tom Cruise doesn't, he's like, what was Rain Man? What was Rain? And he doesn't remember that he had a brother named Raymond. And like this kid just always was called Boomer and never knew why. (laughs) Well, Jessica says, because he used to make in your pants. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Uh, right as she says that, like his pants start getting wet. (laughs) He's like, no, it's happening again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Damn it, this always happens. And I came to Arizona, so none of this would happen again. Yeah. <laughs> he moved, he moved as far here. away from his old life as he could. <laughs> but uh, the I do like a song about a childhood friend. What I don't like is I really feel like the other day I was thinking about this. And I was, I've was i been thinking about getting a job at a FedEx Kinko's. I'm being honest with you now. There's one down the street, and I've always been kind of, I don't know. I always thought that would be a fun job for me. I I don't know why. I mean, I need a job and (laughs) I like organizing stuff and making copies. You know, I do. I keep telling you to print stuff out on paper. (laughs) And then I keep thinking that the people that would, you know, come in there that I know and how sad it would be, you know, like especially driving an Uber when you run into somebody and there's always going to be one person who's just going to be mean. Oh, so this is what happened to you. You know, I remember I was working at a Bennigan's when I was out of college. There was some asshole that I always hated. And he was like, oh, well, good luck with this. Like, he was so much better than me. He was 22. Mm. I'm sorry. I was uh, waitering at a, at a restaurant. To, you know, what an asshole. Right. I always remembered that. And there's always going to be people like this. And the part of the song, you know, where he's saying like, hey, I really made it. I was just wondering what happened to you. It's like and he even says it's very preachy. And he, he's a little upset about the way I think he worded it. But it, it is a little preachy. Yeah, I was just I'm doing so well. I was just wondering what happened to you. Yeah, it's also kind of Maybe. funny because at this point, Billy Joel was not doing so well. Like, yeah, he had a recording career, but it's not like it was going swimmingly. Yeah, but he had an album out in the stores and everybody, you know, I mean, that's that. So in your mind, when you're I don't think in your life, and I, I, I'm going to say Billy Joel probably never expected to be Billy Joel. I think he was a musician. I think he had good ideas, but I don't think, he, you know, there's people that really want to be uber famous. But then there's others who just like, I just want to do my music. And I don't think he could have ever imagined something like The Stranger would bring him to this. You know, I think even if he thought one day he'll win a Grammy, he didn't think he would be like, you know, the Rolling Stones and selling out the garden every month, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, just just the fact that he released this song as a single, like shows what he was thinking for his career. Like he was thinking singer songwriter, that kind of guy, not big rock star. Who releases point. James as a single. Exactly. Well, I was surprised when I saw that it was released as a single. And I guess think of all the classic songs on this album that were not released as singles and they chose this one. Yeah. 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 It's insane. That's why I was just going to say like he well, he probably thought he was doing really well because, you know, well, I get money from the record company and I got to move to L.A. and now I move back to New York and look at me. And not like he was bragging. I think he just thinks he was. I mean, you are doing well if you can make money off your craft. You know, but but then yeah. but then the song comes out and then it's just a real embarrassment after the stranger comes out. Like, so how did you end up good or, you know, <laughs> I just won my Grammy. He's coming off the stage. James, hey, here, there he is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me put my Grammy down. I just uh, <laughs> this kind of stuff. You know, I don't, I'm not in it for the uh, glory. You know, they still call you Boomer, James. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Did you get to see the thing of him at the Q&A at that college? 
Yeah, I really liked the college Q&A. Wasn't that amazing? I think if we had a watch party again, we should just show that whole thing. It's really terrific. This Billy Joel really could be a stand-up comic if he wasn't a musician. And he would be one of those great uh, stand-up comics that, you know, plays the piano or or the guitar, you know, like like Dennis Blair. Yeah, he's a multi-talented. It's funny, and he could be musical, which is like that thing that most comics cannot connect together exactly right, right. like his and whole he, rant about how the rolling stones write their songs is like oh first off God. it was really smart and cool to hear that and also he just made it so funny and it, it was a great keith richards imitation keith richards is a very brilliant guy and is very much underestimated because he's like fucked up all the time you know but he is incredibly intelligent um i, I wanted to know the first time i met keith richards I was, um, I had been in bands for years and years back in the 60s trying to learn Rolling Stones songs and we would have to play the 45 and you'd, we played on a little record player so we'd take the record player and we would learn a couple of verses then we'd take the, the arm of the record players, move it back and try to figure out how did they do this incredible rhythm change? They would do this great rhythm change nobody else would do and I got to meet Keith Richards and I said, how did you do that incredible rhythm change in that song, um, Not Fade Away? And he, and he ah, that was a fuck up. Yeah. I was, I was so fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, how did you make that chord progression? I don't know. I was so wasted. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. And then when he was saying like, all right, so. Nobody knows. Well, we do know kind of know who it's named after, but he has said multiple times even when it came out and even to today that it is not any one person. Right. It's a bunch of people combined. However, yeah. everyone thinks it is named after that. That guy, James, he did grow up with James Bos- Bossy Bossy. Yeah, I think Bossy uh, who ended up he played in the same band as Billy in their teens in Long Island. But then I guess he got a regular job. This guy, James, who now I think calls himself Jim, (laughs) ended up doing an acoustic album of Billy Joel songs. And it's awful. Have you heard it? Classical. No, but I listened. I listened to the live version of him playing classical guitar on James. And um, it was pretty cool. No, it's bad. He's an old man playing. It's a lot to play. Those fingers got to keep. Well, then don't put out an album if you're not that great. Bernie Williams is better than him. Okay. I think he played on an album with Bernie Williams. No, he didn't. I swear that was in his like bio somewhere. Yeah, but Bernie Williams is maybe somebody else. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) we want to make fun of Bernie Williams because he was an amazing baseball player. But then you're like, look at this guy. Now he's doing classical guitar albums, but he's really good. This guy stinks. Well, look, maybe Billy inspired him to kind of get back on the musical horse and he gave it his best shot. It wasn't great. What's funny is like, that, you know, it seems logical that this song would be partially based on the guy. His name is James. His biography kind of fits the story. But even just like on Sirius XM just a few years ago, Billy Joel said it's not based on anyone named James. It's based on a few different people but not James. So Billy's right. kind of denying that this guy has anything to do with it. Well, I think it is based. I think he, he is basing on several people, but it's like he probably got the idea from this guy, James, who was, they were in a band when they were kids. And then he went, I think he became a doctor. No, or I don't know. 
if he didn't, one of his other friends, I think, I think this guy became a doctor or something. So, you know, he ended up taking the smart path, which is that what's weakened, you know, because you don't know if you're going to be, end up to be Billy Joel all the time. You know, it's like, uh, again, when I told Sarah, when Sarah Silverman told me she was leaving college, I'm like, are you out of your goddamn mind? What if it doesn't work out? She was yeah, like, which what, is probably good advice, but she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? What if it doesn't work out? Well, what, your parents never said you should have a backup. What? huh i guess they didn't i gotta say i was uh, you know i'll never forget i mean i told i'm like are you crazy dropping out of school what a gutsy call and that is then there it is and billy joel did the same thing and he goes i'm going for it and all your friends that you do i mean even my high school friends and i haven't really you know made it or anything but they're all in amazement and i i I try and tell them don't don't be that amazed but there's still an amazement that I, you know, tried to go for it or got to some certain level because, you know, people want to do that, but they get nervous financially. And can you blame them? It sucks being poor. Yeah. No, same thing for me. Like a lot of my friends from childhood, um, you know, they'll they're like, wow, like you're doing great stuff when like, yeah, when you're in it, you're like, yeah, but I'm like struggling. This is hard to do. Like, and you're not making a lot of money doing comedy or anything like that. But it's still pretty cool to like. Well, also for you, dream. it's it's not as uh traditional because you grew up in manhattan so i think that happens to a lot of people like they're expecting people to go certain ways but if you grow up in the suburbs you know i think it's different yeah because you had to make the move like i'm moving to the big city well right i mean i guess even though it's 30 miles away you know still that's a hard if i'm if i lived out of the city i don't know if i would have ever been motivated enough to actually come in and do like open mics and things when i was right yeah also, um, did you did you see the official video for James that the Billy Joel people put out? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that in, that's so interesting because it is the official video that the fact that the fact that there is an official video for James is amazing. He's just sitting there playing that whatever that is, that Korg B3 2000 or whatever. And uh, they say that's the first time the band came in. Was that Liberty DeVito on the drums? Yeah, that was a young Liberty DeVito on the drums. Yeah, they say that's the first time the band kind of got together to record, right? I guess that was it. Was the Turnstiles the one where he took the touring band and started to record, or was it The Stranger? Uh, yeah, on Turnstiles is the first one where he actually was able to use them, finally. Yeah, so that's a, he made that very clear in the video. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's, um, it's sort of funny how all the guys are like lined up. When they finally, because first I think you think Billy Joel's alone, and then they show the rest of the band a little bit later, and they they, they look very seventies. There's uh, some interesting style choices in that video. <laughs> also, right, and they're just really there's besides the bass player and the drums, there's no instruments to play, so they just feel like idiots. You know, musicians don't like hanging around and having nothing to do. That's how the tambourine was invented. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> With the lead singers, when there's like an instrumental break, and he's just like, so uh, yeah, can I bang on something? <laughs> exactly. That, you know, when I uh, started my band where we had the song Natterman's Down, they mm-hmm. instantly gave me a tambourine. Here, use this, you know, when there's an <laughs> instrumental break. Ah, uh, so I've gotten the tambourine. This is it. <laughs> I am officially not a musician. <laughs> it's like with the who Roger Daltrey just spins his microphone around. <laughs> well, You're like, no don't idiot. even give him the tambourine. Like, just twirl, just twirl. So, sometimes he plays the tambourine. <laughs> he plays the harmonica sometimes, so he does do some stuff. Oh, he but, does. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Oh, just one other thing about the Q&A he was doing, which was great. I guess when he was saying that these name James wasn't anybody, 
And he said it, it might not have been somebody because he also gave us, which was really hilarious, how it wouldn't work with the word Fred or Bob. Yeah. <laughs> and that James does work. And it's true. Yeah, it's totally true. And that's totally a thing that comics think about also, which is what word choice will actually work here. And for a musician, like Billy was saying, like, you know, the word James, like, is nice to sing. It sounds good. Whereas for us, it's almost the opposite. We want to have a Bob or a Fred because we like those hard consonant sounds at the end of a punchline to let the crowd know joke is over. Now you can laugh. Oh, how interesting. I never thought about that. You're right. I feel like this song was kind of a precursor to Just the Way You Are. I feel like a lot of elements in this song can be heard in that song. And it's almost like that is an evolved version of this. Similar kind of sound with that electric piano, similar kind of mood to it. And even a line like someone else's dream of who you are sounds a lot like I want you just the way you are. That is very interesting. I was nodding my head the whole time while you were saying it. I never thought about that. You're right, especially even with the keyboard. Yeah, maybe he was just like, look, this song didn't go anywhere and I really like it. Let's mix it up and I'll try again <laughs> in a different, I'll evolve it. Yeah, and what, I think what changed and what made it successful was instead of having it about some guy named James, which is so specific, it was like, let's just make it a love song. Yeah, which is universal. Not, a, not about a dude. Yeah. <laughs> At this juncture in time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about how on the vinyl this kicks off the second side. When I say kicks off, that's like the worst word to use. It's a strange song to put at the beginning of flipping over an album, starting the second side. I wonder what, but you know, on the CD, it's just the fifth song, but it makes a whole different, you know, a whole different outlook. If you're starting the second side, you know, if you actually flip over the album, do the work and then start with this song, you're like, oh, I guess this side's going to be mellow. Yeah, real mellow. And then it's totally not very mellow. At yeah, all. that's why it's so strange. Again, why didn't he end on this song? It's a very strange song to put at the start of the second album. I remember back then, that is exactly how they were thinking. You know, Yeah, you're right. Because he could have ended the first side on this and then Angry Young Man starts the second half. That How do you not start the second half with Angry Young Man? I guess it's because then he would only have three songs on the second half and that just feels weird, maybe. What, he had no other songs he could think of? That would have been like, uh, what's the matter? You can't think of anything. <laughs> if I was his manager, I'm like, you got nothing. You got no other songs. And he's like, all right, I got this thing moving out. I've been working on. I guess I could throw <laughs> that in there. I was going to save that for my follow up album. There ain't going to be no follow up album without a ninth <laughs> song. All right, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper? I've got. Yeah, it's just. I just always wonder, like, would this be considered a stumper? Okay. In June of this year, 2021, when we're recording this, Keith Richards' daughter, Theodora, Instagrammed herself sucking on her sunglasses. It was kind of a legendary pose because, well, anything Keith Richards' daughter does, it's, it's just, you know, it's going to be out there. But another musician's daughter who has been known, the, the musician in question has been known to imitate Keith Richards on stage, commented on the photo saying, "Ooh, yes, with a fire emoji. Who is it? What musician's daughter? That's right. Well, is it Alexa Ray Joel? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to put the connection between the two daughters of uh, Keith Richards and Billy Joel. They should get together and start a band. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> the Rolling Joels. <laughs> 
The Joling Stones. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Wait, is that the parody? Is this the parody? <laughs> no. Oh! It's not. All right, Alan, what do you got for me today? Trivia wise for the song James. <laughs> You're going to hate this one. I'm sure I am. In 1945, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, basically. So, you know, like we said earlier, this song might be about this guy, James Bossy. And then also there's another guy, Bill Zampino, who it might be based on. Both of them played in these early bands with Billy Joel, the Echoes, the Lost Souls. So this song is kind of about Billy Joel and his Echoes era. While he was in the Echoes in the mid-60s, he was also a studio musician, and he played on the demo of what big hit by the Shangri-Las. The hint is this song is about a motorcycle dude. Uh, I can can kind of picture it in my head, but I have no idea. Uh, The song is Leader of the Pack. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, you know where I'm making a connection here? You want to hear something weird? Yeah. So he paid, He played as a studio musician on Leader of the Pack. Twisted Sister, which is also a band from Long Island, which means that Dee Snyder and Billy Joel are actually quite close, if you can imagine. Billy Joel appeared. This all comes from memory. Billy Joel appeared on their, well, their, I, I think they had albums before that, but after their big one, they had a second album. And I don't know whether the album was entitled Leader of the Pack, but the single that they were selected to be released was called Leader of the Pack. And it was that song. Okay. It was a cover of Leader of the Pack. But Billy Joel played on that album, which might have been called Leader of the Pack. But it was definitely the hit was on the song. So I'm not positive about that. He played on the song, Be Cruel to Your School. And he played the keyboards on that song. I remember I bought the album because Billy Joel played piano on that one on song. And it's awesome. It's like fast playing. Awesome song. And Billy Joel and Twisted Sister together, the Long Island boys. And you just made me think of that connection. Can you imagine that? That is a very strange connection. And I wonder now if maybe Billy also played on leader of the pack on that album. And then we have uh, a real, I think, I don't think he did because I think when I was looking at the liner notes, I must've, when I was playing the album, you know, in the eighties, I must've seen, what do you mean Billy Joel on keyboard? So maybe that's, you know, that's why I was listening to that song. Uh, and I don't remember seeing him on any other song. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to okay. say just be cruel to your school. That's pretty cool. That's an amazing that you you pulled that out of your ass right now. That was. <laughs> I know I should have made that the trivia question. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had heard mine first, then you could have gone to what other bands that also recorded leader of the pack. Well, this I got to see. <laughs> the parody for James. I was going to let you off the hook today and say, you know, it's not necessary to do one. If, But what do you got? Okay. It's called Jimmy. <laughs> it is not. Uh, oh, you like this. It is. It is Simpsons related. Oh, the parody is called Grimes. Hi, grimy old buddy. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. After, of course, one of everyone's favorite episodes, Homer's enemy, when Homer worked with a guy named Frank Grimes. 
And so this song is from uh, it's Homer. Homer is singing this song. Oh, this is but I'm not going to do a Homer voice. So don't think, you know, our guest, that. Alex Sulkin, we talk about that episode all the time. <laughs> oh, OK. Maybe he'll enjoy this, too. There's two. There's one. There's an episode with Frank Grimes, of course, which is a legendary episode. And then there's the one with his son, Frank Grimes, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's about the original. All right, cool. I'm all in. Grimes, you were so jealous that I went to space and you got enraged when I asked. You've never been right to your face. You went back to home, which was between two bowling alleys. Grimes, we were never friends at the power plant. I won a kid's contest. (laughs) which sent you on an angry rant. I went on to live. You died of electrocution grimes. At your funeral, I fell asleep, but there was no one who loved you to offend. Hey, I hope you don't think I'm a creep. Can I call you grimy like your friends? I have misplaced my pants. That was really good. I, you know, I'm going to like anything with a good Simpsons reference. Yes. See, I knew all the references. So that's my favorite parody of all time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I knew you. So you like this episode. I like this. Anyone who likes the Simpsons will get it. And if you don't, you'll just like it because it sounds like James, which is a good song. Yeah, I think if you don't like the Simpsons, you're probably going to hate this podcast. And we do so many Simpsons references. <laughs> <laughs> that was james if you like our podcast be sure to go to apple and give us five stars we release new episodes every tuesday and thursday so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single song follow us on social media at billy joel a to z and give us some feedback do you think this is a hidden gem do you like all of our simpsons references would you have liked this song better if it was called bread and do you think keith richard's daughter and billy joel's daughter should start a band Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Joskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Do you like your life? Can you find release? Will you ever change? When will you write your masterpiece? Do what's good for you. You're not good for anybody, James Thank you.